0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Wrapping with Reef Bum. I'm your host Keith Berkelhammer. Well, on today's live stream, I welcome back Matt Peterson. Welcome back, there, Matt. What's going on? Oh, a whole bunch of stuff,
1: and yet not much, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> I think we got uh, we got a lot of lot to uh, to cover on on uh, tonight's live stream, and and uh, let me just do a quick uh, intro of you, and then do some housekeeping, and then we're going to kind of get into it. So Matt is a senior editor and associate publisher with Reef to Rainforest Media and Coral Magazines. And he is a senior editor and publishing partner with Aquatic Media Press and Amazonas. Matt has kept aquariums for 40 years. Is it 40 years now? Would you say? It was 39 the Uh, last time I had you on, so I just added a year.
1: It's 41.
0: It's 41. Okay. I stand corrected. 41. (laughs) 41. Wow. You got me beat by about 10 years. Um, he has worked in most facets of the aquarium trade as an active aquarist and fish breeder both marine and freshwater, and was recognized with the 2009 Masna Award as the Masna Aquarist of the Year. But before we start chatting with Matt, I want to thank the sponsor for the show, both Valkyrie Supply and Ecotech Marine. Really appreciate their support. And I also appreciate all you folks out there that are tuning in for the live stream. As per usual, please hit that like button so more people can find the stream. And while you're at, if you haven't subbed to the channel, please do so. I'd be uh, very, very grateful for that. And as uh, per usual, all um, comments, questions, whatnot, just drop it in the uh, in the chat. Matt, Matt's pointing to something there. I don't know what he's pointing I'm to.
1: Pointing to your, I'm pointing to your subscribe button.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that uh, that visual. I like that visual. So, um, all right, I I pinned a comment at the top of the uh, the chat here in the uh, live stream and. You have been gracious enough, you and the folks at uh, Coral and Amazonas uh, magazines, to give away some subscriptions, right?
1: Yes, yes. We're going to do um one one year subscription, uh, print and digital, to um someone in the United States. You've got to be in the U.S. a U.S. address to receive it. Um, so we're going to give one a one year subscription away to Coral tonight, um, and um. We're going to do a little bit different with Amazonas. We have a, what we call a two-issue a two trial subscription. And I thought, what better uh, to do than hit three people, make three people happy? So uh, we're going to give away three two-issue Amazonas subscriptions tonight as well. So that's uh, uh, one year. One lucky person will, will get a, a one-year print and digital subscription to Coral. I don't know if you can see that well. And then three people will get two issues of Amazonas mailed to their door. And, uh, yeah.
0: So, Matt, just for those that are not um, in tune with what Amazonas is all about, just give just a quick description what that uh, publication is about.
1: Sure. So if you're familiar with Coral, Amazonas is the freshwater version of Coral. That's the easiest way. Um, I was already writing and an editor for uh, Coral. Uh, when Amazon, when the Amazonas project started, um, and I was actually shown, it was at a MACNA, uh, or James Lawrence, the publisher of coral, uh, showed me the German uh, version of Amazonas and just handed me a copy and said, what do you think? And I, I just started looking through it and my jaw on the, on the floor going, this is amazing. Uh, he's like should we do it yes yes absolutely do it yes this is amazing and then uh about a year later um i i was laid off from my regular job and james said we're launching amazonas right now why don't you join us and and help with that and so that is how i went from being just kind of over here on the side to being really involved uh with coral and amazonas uh was joining as an associate publisher for both publications and helping launch Amazon. Very cool. Very cool. So, and then now and now now Stefan and I own Amazonas. Um, nice. So that's, uh, yeah. All right,
0: so folks, you're gonna have to, um, you know, at some point during the stream, we are going to provide the instructions on how to enter these giveaways. So you kind of got to stick with us for a little bit here. Yes, you do. To, uh, to really get the uh, instructions on how to enter. So we'll uh, we'll drop some more hints along the way as we're uh, doing our discussion. So Matt, another uh, bit of a treat here in terms of Coral Magazine. You've uh, given us a an exclusive, right? In terms of the yes, upcoming yes. Uh, issue of uh, so yeah, go for it, Matt.
1: We uploaded this on Tuesday, so it went to the printer on Tuesday. It's not even printed yet, um, but it's it's committed. It's solid. This is what it's going to be. So. Um, yeah, Keith, you, you get the, the privilege to show off the new cover. Uh, I sent you uh, a lot of the, a lot of the images we use for what I call. I'm showing look. them right now. Um, oh, We're okay. All right. Them. Yeah. So let me see. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you have any questions about any of them or just want to give a, I love the, um,
0: the reef dug. visions, um, you know, section that you guys always, it's just some sick ass coral shots. It's really, so
1: have I ever told you how that, that came no. together? All right. This is a funny story. Um, I think most people know. I'm going to stand up here for a minute, uh, look at the shirt. I'm, I'm known as a marine fish breeder. That's, that's what I'm known for. Um, and back, you know, like the mid, the, the 2010s, the early 2010s, fish breeding was just going insane. And um, so I had a few people approach me at, at various shows, and they would say, like, yeah, all this fish breeding content is great, but where's all the coral in Coral Magazine? and I was like yeah oh you're right (laughs) you're right it is we are very fish breeding heavy lately yeah you're right and we thought about it and uh I had an idea of just like taking a whole bunch of of pictures and just publishing them and and really just like a coral and a name and uh it was actually James who said no 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 that's not what we're gonna do and so we uh, really James kind of came back to me and said what do you think of this And it was kind of inspired by excuse me uh by like how kevin cohen had kind of designed the live aquaria information and that there was enough like granular information and a little bit of of detail but that format kind of lent itself to this where we could really showcase a half dozen you know up to a dozen corals uh and then we we changed it from originally it was coral visions to reef visions to allow it to open up more for the occasional fish or invertebrate. Um, but that is how that came about was trying to, was, was literally addressing the feedback from readers saying there's not enough coral in coral magazine. And I said, we can fix that <laughs> forever. And,
0: uh, I see yeah. uh, both Amanda and Chris Meckley are in the house. And uh, I, I also believe that, uh, you featured uh, a lot of their corals in, in the, uh, that, uh, section of the uh, publication, right?
1: Absolutely. They well, they Free are one fusions. of the uh, yeah.
0: a lot of ACI stuff.
1: Yeah, they are one of the one of the routine uh, contributors. There's maybe huh, I don't know 15 different people I reach out to 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 get that uh, information together. So you'll see some people kind of come and go, um, and that that's at their discretion and also my discretion. To you know, I'm I'm looking for the best of the best. But usually ACI has um, got and,
0: that right. You know. <laughs>
1: They do. Amanda is a fantastic photographer. Um, she she, uh, she I, is definitely uh, – I'm not going to speak for Amanda. I'll just say she's a fantastic photographer, a wonderful collaborator. Amanda, good to see you in the chat and uh, very proud to get to work with you. Um, hey, so.
0: folks, I got a um, quick question, just a technical question. Let me know if you're uh, having any issues seeing the uh, the video. I'm, I'm getting a little uh, kind of weird thing in my streaming software. If if um, if there's any issues with the uh, live stream, let me know. But I think we're good. I got a green light, but I've got some sort of uh, strange message that I've never seen before. There's always like a curveball that you got to like. I-
1: I'm, seeing seeing right. I'm seeing right. it here. Uh, I'm seeing it. So we're good. Yeah, I-, I see the whole delay and everything, right. and which is very disconcerting. But okay. I- I see um, it,
0: so I'm so. going to just uh, scroll through a couple more of these um uh, images this the uh the sneak peek here matt um sure. reef keeping when there is no planet b <clears throat> free the
1: that was martin moe that was that's that's an article from martin moe he's still well, around
0: free the fishes free the fishes uh bruce carlson yep. wow
1: it's all about it's all about Hawaii and what's going on in Hawaii. Very cool,
0: um, and that's going to be a question on my uh, list for you there, Matt. In terms of what is going on, I mean, well, you okay. can answer it right now if you want to. What is going on with Hawaii? Uh,
1: everything's everything's tied up in the courts still. Like uh, it, you know, the the uh, environmental impact statement has been uh, accepted and approved, and it's just kind of like this bureaucratic grind is, I guess, the best way I would put it. But I'm an yeah. outsider. To this whole process so uh yeah like at any moment we should have fish coming out of hawaii there's in theory there's nothing stopping it now um but there yeah. is so
0: red red tape yeah who knows um what what is this uh, fishy addictions I mean, this looks like some incredibly um well-stocked tank that's going to be featured over the aquarium portrait so,
1: so that is uh, rocky alicio uh, aka the coralito on instagram and he is our aquarium portrait. So you may, you, I'm sure you remember when we did yours. And, uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, he's our aquarium portrait. Nice. This issue. And,
0: um, yeah. All right. One more picture here I'll show, which is the, uh,
1: oh, Jason Fox, the coral whisperer looks at stylos. Well, so I don't know if you got the Russell, uh, image in there as well, but, um, we've got, you kind of get a two, a twofer yes. on stylus. I got the Sinellia. Russell image too. Um, yeah, so you've, you've got um, Russell Kelly uh, talking about Stylosinelia in the wild. And then I uh, said, wait a second. And Jason and I had an interview, and uh, it ended up a whole second um, article, uh, just getting his perspective on Stylos and, um, and sharing a lot of his cultivars. Basically.
0: Is that a uh, Looney Tunes uh, Stylo?
1: It, it nice. is. Nice. Um, yeah. That's a Michael Vargas. Uh, photo I mean I think most people who follow coral know uh, Michael Vargas is one of our staff photographers now he 's on the masthead uh, a, a well deserved uh, honor for him to be included and uh, another fantastic contributor and collaborator and someone I love working with and uh, I will you know take every chance I get to work with with michael um, Vargas. Dude, i'm going
0: uh, so. i 'm going to give you a shameless plug right here for uh, for coral magazine because um, i had i had uh, surprisingly i had not been a subscriber up until um, a few months ago, and and let me tell you, man, I look forward to seeing that uh, that print edition coming uh, in, in um, every uh, every month or every other month. Right? It's every other
1: month, and yeah. and also yeah, and so they they're opposite. Coral comes, and a month later, Amazonas comes, and then the next coral because we share most of the same staff. Um, so we flip flop back and forth between. Folks, the
0: two. if you haven't subscribed to Coral Magazine. Wait until after the uh, the show. If you don't win that subscription, then you should really be seriously thinking of subscribing. I mean, this is like legit in terms of the the, uh, um, the, the contributors. Um, I I find the um, the digital access to be really cool because I you know I uh, I'm a content provider and uh, I do some uh, my own research uh, you know every now and then and I'm constantly like searching your archives man to uh, to find stuff and and to you know because I know it's a legit source.
1: that that digital um that digital edition that platform includes the archive going back to 2014 so that search in that in that everyone everyone who's a subscriber gets digital access and so you have digital copies of every back issue going back to 2014 um so you know you want to see stories about clownfish put it in it will help you find them um yeah. So yeah, the digital is really nice. And that's the other thing. Um, the current issue, uh, which I didn't think to send you a picture of, but there it is. That is the uh, March, April issue. That's on Look sale that. right now. Oh, there you go. Double. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that one I was, I, I, uh, I'm more than happy to say that when this issue arrived and I started going through it, I was like, this is, this is the quintessential coral issue. This is like beautiful, in every respect, that's the memories of Jake Acro uh, from URI. Um, uh, you know, there's there's articles in here. I'm a I'm a fish breeder. Well, there's no fish breeding, but we've got like um, Ramon Villaverde talking about uh, larval rearing of harlequin shrimp. I mean, like this is the stuff that as an aquarist just totally you got, gets me going. Yeah, Vincent um,
0: Chalius that uh, contributes a lot.
1: Look at that. Wow, what I, what I, did Vincent. I tee that up
0: for you or what, man?
1: You did, you did. Um, I mean, but like, this is Vincent talking about back when he was a collector and how they how they would find uh, the Cycloceros. Uh And these are all wild photos. I mean, like this coral right here. I'm not flicking anyone off here. let will do it this way. This, I mean, I remember seeing this photo. This was mind blowing. And yeah, this this Cycloceros is not going to be collected because it's in a national park. Wow. I mean, I mean, look at that. Look that's at that. That's
0: pretty unbelievable, man. That that is outstanding. My, that's, that that's looks incredible. like full spectrum lighting too. I mean, you know, that's like the real colors. That's the real deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and well and and I love that it's a I think this is a dicer, like what we would have called a dioceris, cuz you can see the multiple mouths in there. So, were something like this to get into the trade, um, you know, it's something that could be fragged and a cultivar that could be named and um yeah, so I mean, there's I was proud I was really proud of this issue and um I, this is now the free sample if you go onto to coralmagazine.com or reef to rainforest.com and uh look at the free sample digital uh, this is the issue you get to read so everyone gets to read this one for free nice um and uh and you can try it out you try it out on your device see if you like how it works on your device and that way you're not out the money if you uh you, you can try before you buy it's the best sales so pitch what, I can make. what so. uh,
0: you know, I think this is a good segue in terms of our discussion about kind of the um, <clears throat> the 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 world today that we live in in terms of social media, and there just being so much content out there, and and what source is valid and what source is not, and um, there's there's a lot of people that are pushing out content that you know might uh, sound like they know what they're talking about, but perhaps uh, uh, they they don't um, you know. are, are not the best source of that kind of information. So what, what, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts in terms of social media and and how do you guys really try to kind of navigate that
1: in terms of what you do and put out there? Well, okay. So for social media, um, we are just sharing our supplemental content, letting people know we're here. That's our, that's my goal for social media is coral and Amazonas exists. Here's a look at what we do, that, and, and we, we provide either supplemental info or small bits of news um, that support what we do, but it's all in support of this. It's all in support of this two-month effort to put together something that's vetted and quality and is going to stick on your shelves. I'm not going to turn my computer around, but I've got every issue of Coral on the shelf right there. Every issue of Amazonas is up there. Um, they become a reference library. They're not just – I mean, you could recycle it i don't I don't think anyone really recycles their corals in amazonas as they become a a, a library so um, i mean i mean we, i guess what
0: i'm what I was trying to get at is you know how do, how do you um how do we as a hobbyist let's say you know how does a hobbyist navigate this minefield of of information overload that we have out there i mean you've got um, a lot of unfiltered, a lot of, uh, you know, unsubstantiated information out there. You've got a lot of content creators on YouTube that are just really trying to generate likes really versus passing along, yep. you know, that, um, that usable, um, content that could potentially help cool. them.
1: So we talked about this a little bit and I have a 12 year old son and I think I mentioned this to you in a chat earlier this week who suddenly my 12 year old son is aspiring to be a, a basically a YouTuber but he doesn't really know what that means and what he's pushing out there, which we had to, we had to lock my son (laughs) down, uh, all devices. Like you're publishing stuff to YouTube. The agreement was we get to see it first Mm. and decide. And then that Mm. didn't happen. And he's publishing like, I get it. He's a 12 year old, but it was like, I had to have a serious conversation with my 12 year old to say like, what are you adding to the world? Where's the value in what you're doing? And, uh, uh, and he, he actually said to me, my 12 year old son, well, you know, I'm going to put it out there and see what people like. Mm. And it was like, so you're going to pander to your audience and you're going to give them what they want, even if it's yeah. garbage. Like I was like, that's how we got Johnny Knoxville and, and uh, jackass, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's the ultimate pandering yeah. to your audience. Just like, there's no, there's no, it's yeah, whatever. It's if you like that, I'm not knocking you, but Um, that's not what I'm about. I am about putting important stuff out in the world that matters and making sure we get our facts right. Um, and knowing that when you get one of these, uh, I know what's gone into it. I know the person who's written it. Um, we know what their background is and that segues into one of the big things we wanted to talk about today. Um, so, you know, social media is, I wish I didn't have to be on it. I never wanted to be on it. Um, but I had to, as a flash developer and developing apps for companies. Yeah. You had to be on social media. It's part of the world. Um, but it's like Facebook, it's impossible to find what you're looking for. Uh, your feed is filled with a whole bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. you don't care about. Um, and when they try to make it easier for you with their algorithms, you you invariably lose something else. Uh, it's to the point where you like, you say to your friend, did you see what I posted on Facebook the other day? And they go, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have to send them the link and say, here it is. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know. Social media tends to be for me, a bit of a rabbit hole that just wiles away time. And I don't really get a lot back out of it. Well, there's a big, Um, you know,
0: I think the thing that generates a lot of likes, a lot of views and all that stuff is the entertainment aspect of it. People like to be entertained. And, uh, I think sometimes when, when that goes on that, um, you you kind of lose the educational aspect of it because it's just, uh, you know, you're trying to be goofy or or attract attention and and that kind of takes away from, from, you know, the, um, the learning experience, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have to be on there to watch for things like news. I have to be like going through my feed, looking for, is there anything of value here that I feel more people need to see? And that's a arduous task to the point where I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's just, it, and you know, that's Facebook. I don't really do much on Twitter. I've never gotten the attraction of Twitter. Um, it just seems like, N- neither of us like being have on I. discord and Twitter guy until, until I learned, until I learned how to mute the um, alerts from discord. My phone was digging like every two minutes, all hours of the day and night. And it was just driving me nuts to the point where I just deleted discord. Like, I don't need this. I don't want to do this. Um, so, as part of that is being an old fart at this point, uh, at you know, not wanting to change and learn uh, these new platforms, but like, I don't know, I, yeah, like Instagram, it's pretty, but now my Instagram is half ads. Yeah, I don't
0: my that's pretty much how my wife shops now is like Instagram feed and ads. Pop I was like, What, <laughs> what, what, what are, what are you buying now? It's like, Oh, I'm an Instagram ad. Uh it's just some comments from the uh, viewers. Rob upstate New York, um, Matt. I'm a printer by trade, and your Coral Magazine has the best quality printing issue after issue. Um oh, Eric thank L, you. Coral Magazine has been great for years. Barriga Senior, Joe Biden. I'm not exactly sure what that comment's all about, but <laughs> <laughs> High Tide <laughs> Aquatics. Matt does the best articles, so detail-oriented. Uh, Jason Langer. Influencers are not educators. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah 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 that's uh that's a good way to put it so all right man i, I think what you were uh you were going to kind of
1: segue into was artificial intelligence right a i and and we've we talked a lot about that yeah uh, leading up to this yeah and i know i know some of our friends uh in the chat are wanting to hear and see and talk um a i so um yeah i don't know what do you do you want to start do you want to say something
0: uh well i you know there's I don't know where to begin man. there's you, you, you pass along so many different examples, so I, you, why, don't, why don't you start off in terms of like um, you know artificial intelligence and how potentially it can impact the information that uh, is generated out there in terms of content and and, and what you kind of see are the uh, the slippery slopes, and then we can kind of go through a whole bunch of different examples to kind of show what sure. uh, AI is generating
1: out there potentially yeah so excuse me again. <laughs> shouldn't be drinking Pepsi right now. Um, <laughs> uh, I, think, I think hopefully most people uh, tuning in right now know that AI has become a, a, a flashpoint and a talking point in the news in the past couple months. Um, you've probably seen it in social media uh, in the last six months uh, where people are using uh, generative AI image generators, for example. Uh, to create artwork um, and to create imagery that doesn't exist. Um, and then chat GTP has been the dominant uh, hot topic as of late when it comes to generating content and interaction with an artificial intelligence. It's not a person responding to you. It's the computer. Um, I think a lot of us have probably experienced um maybe what I would call a precursor, like a lot of the automated chat support that's come up mm. where you're dealing with a chat bot first before you get to a real person. Um, that kind of, you know, stepping, putting that that computer device and software in front of you to kind of direct you, see if it can direct you without involving a person. Um, and then I think if I look at this, Seeing something like ChatGDP, that's the natural progression. It's better technology. It can maybe do a better job, on and on and on. Um, And so that's, I think what I want to say about all of that is that whether we're talking about an image generator or um, a a chat or a text generator, it's only able to uh, more or less give back what it knows. So whatever it was trained on and built on, that's what it has. So, so um, I'm, I'm going
0: to, interrupt you for a second. Um, so I, I think the, the major concern, right, is that these are free tools out there that anybody can pretty much gain access to these, uh, these AI generating type of tools. And so if anybody wants to start a blog or anybody wants to generate some pictures, what have you, they can use this, uh. Uh, you call it a software tool or whatever. Uh, I don't know what you would call it to, to generate a real article that looks factual, that yeah. somebody can access on the internet. If they Google it, find an article that is written by somebody that utilized AI and the AI generates this content based on uh, algorithm algorithms, I guess that, um, you know, it, it crawls the internet for to find.
1: Well, so it doesn't actually crawl crawl the internet. It has a, a kind of a closed, okay, closed environment. It's a it's a, a data set. I mean, they were built on crawls of the internet um, and the information that was gathered from the internet. Um, but they are a little bit closed. Like I can't ask an AI about a company that was just founded because it doesn't have access to the internet to f- go out and look and find and come back. Um, but I think uh, the perfect example is I I I. I created something about myself. Well, I'm on the internet. It has information about me and it put something back and it did it for you too. We can talk about that. Um,
0: oh, should we show the, but, the pictures it generated for me?
1: Oh, sure. Sure. That's, that's just a fun one. Um, so let me see which, which one are you going to show first? Uh,
0: which yeah, set? you sent me four different, so, um, bas- well, I sent you eight, but yeah, you yeah, sent me eight. I'm only different- showing four of them. So, so basically, um, I think you entered, uh, my name. And uh, reef bum, and it it spit out <laughs> a description of a middle-aged Caucasian man, slim build, long beard, wearing a baseball cap, who is named Keith Birckelhammer. He is start he is starting into a large-scale reef aquarium full of corals and fish, right? And, and I meant to
1: say I meant to say staring, which is where the second one staring.
0: Comes from. And then these are the so, these are for, uh, four of the images that it generated of me. I mean, it looks like I got a split beard. First of all, I mean, I got this like long. <laughs> gray beard that could be a split beard for all I know and I look like some biker dude that's just hanging in front of the I mean they, they actually look like pretty nice tanks but there are some dead giveaways like that one on the lower right hand corner with that uh uh amazing striking orange coral just sticking out but uh if you, if you look close enough those corals don't really look real
1: no, the, and the second one I sent you is a little better. I don't know if you have that one teed up too. I don't, um, I don't. Okay, well, so, so the second one was um, uh, a slightly different set of input and a more modern thing. So this is um, MidJourney is the software, uh, the AI. And these are basically composite images um, of a, mon- a bunch of different things, and it creates these. These exact pictures don't exist. These exact people don't exist at least to the best of our knowledge and how these softwares work, they shouldn't exist.
0: Well, that's supposed to be Um, me.
1: (laughs) Well, that's, that's what I put in and you're, it doesn't know who you are. Um, It does know like, but it's weird because there
0: are images of me on the internet, you know, you would think it would grab that.
1: Well, but it's in whatever data set that this was built off of. And it's actually um, to, to not to get into the weeds, but like, Uh, mid journey and the, and the data set that it uses are being sued right now for copyright infringement. Um, because there's, there's claims that, uh, these images weren't legally procured and used for the purposes they're used for. Uh, U S copyright office has said you can't, um, copyright protect any AI generated, uh, images or artwork. Um, so this is all like a legal gray area right now, um, and uh, but anyone can play with it and I and you can do stuff with that. Um, so, and it, so it's like, go
0: ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. Keep going.
1: No, I, I was just going to say, like, where this leads to, like, these are these are dead giveaways now. I'm going to say I'm just going to throw out a prediction two years from now. You're not going to be able to tell. That's my guess. Another couple of years, if, if people are allowed to pursue this further, the flaws that we see now, unless they're retained Specifically for the purposes of letting people know it's not legit, they're going to be indistinguishable. Yeah. At which point, the the whole phrase of fake news has a whole new meaning. For <laughs> you sure. Know? Um, yeah. So, but that was me, and those were generated in about two minutes while we were chatting earlier today. Just typed it in and said, "Here, check this out." So
0: <laughs> we're gonna um, we're gonna go through a couple more examples, and I, I, we would encourage okay. you folks out there that are watching to to drop some some stuff in the chat to kind of help test AI, right? So if you want to like, so go ahead.
1: I have all, uh, well, so we can talk about the text, uh, but I have all three of the uh, AIs that I've been playing around with. Um, and and I should say, you know, the point, the point of this for me, you know, A, it's science uh, and to see what technology can do, but also to have a better understanding of it um, and to understand, you know, I, I feel like I joked earlier today, I'm at that stage in my life where new technology is now something to be feared rather than embraced. <laughs> you know, um, you know, there, there is, I, I look at these tools and say they're, they are cre- tremendous creative tools. Um, and if we treat them as such, well, okay. Uh, whether I should pay anyone any kind of money for using one of these tools. No, I don't, I don't feel <laughs> that's appropriate. I feel that's, academic dishonesty on multiple levels. It's
0: cheating. It is. It's cheating. cheating.
1: Um, but people in the future may not feel that way. Yeah. That's not my judgment call. Yeah. Um, but so I've got three text generators open right now. I've got BARD, uh, ChatGTP, and then the Playground from OpenAI, which is also uh, the company that does ChatGTP. And so we can put stuff in and, and put it through the paces. Uh, and I know we did some earlier today that were really interesting. Yeah. Um, so that, those might be good ones to examine. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go
0: through a couple but, of examples.
1: But, sure. Um, okay.
0: Let me first thank uh, high tide aquatics, Oakland for that super chat. Really appreciate that. Um, their comment is thanks for the great content awesome. always Keith. And thank you, Matt, for the great articles, and continued information. So yeah, folks, I think, um, we would love to kind of, um, if, if you want to put stuff in the chat in terms of what to kind of run through the, uh, the AI, that'd be great. Here, here's an example of what, uh, you can do, right? So Matt, we, uh, I, I said, Hey, can you put in like green Valley Slimer? And, and see what it spits out. You know, Green Valley Slimer, and this is the the uh, four different images that it spit out. of The uh, Green Valley Slimer. It looks absolutely nothing. It got the green part right, but it, it's, yeah. it looks absolutely nothing like a Green Valley Slimer. And here's an actual Green Valley Slimer. This this used to be one of my tanks. You know, it's staghorn. It's it's a it's a branching coral, and the uh, the AI Green Valley Slimer came back looking like this which was bizarre. I, I is that even are those even like real corals? I don't think those are real corals. Oh,
1: pro- no, no, they're 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 artistically generated renditions of what a coral might look like. Although I think do you have teed up the uh, the foxes? Yes, I, I do. Yes, yeah, so so one of the things I've noticed playing around with the image generator since that's what we're talking about is that there are certain things it simply understands better than others. Um, you know, so like it doesn't really know what a green valley Slimer is, uh, but it, it picked up on green and coral and it put that together and created some green corals, which, you know, some of those are really interesting. Like, I think some of those we'd love to have in our. our yes. Tennis, right. For sure. you know like that, that one on the bottom left um, that really any any of these I'd like to have, but <laughs> none of them exist. They're not real. Um, but that's not always going to be the case. But OK, so here's the foxes. Um, I fooled a lot of my friends when I posted that, that Fox image. Um, and uh, it understands what a Fox is supposed to look like. And there was, you know, I put, I've been putting the prompts uh, with these images. Like, cause if you change a couple sayings or words, you're going to get something different. And every time you run it, right. you're going to get something different. Um, but yeah, these Fox pictures, some of my friends were like, wow, those are great photos. Great shot. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't make any of those. I didn't, you know, no, that was the and that was the point like um those pictures of the men you know if i didn't know what you actually look like and someone put that picture out and said this is keith berkelheimer yeah okay yeah
0: and we move on right you You don't know and and, you don't know yeah
1: um and so when it comes to images i mean we should not really be surprised when we think about all the cgi artwork uh and uh movies that we watch like avatar you know they're you can fully embrace that as being real. I mean, they, the lines of reality are really being blurred at this point.
0: Um, you put in uh, Euphelia Garden, and this is what
1: popped up. <laughs> so there were two. Did did you did you put both of those in there? Um,
0: I only put uh, I put one of them, in. so we got four images of the uh, the first Euphelia.
1: It looks okay,
0: awesome, but it's completely fake. I mean, it's not well, realistic okay, at all. So I
1: gotta I gotta see which one you put okay. in there. Okay, um, because I sent you the version four generator and then the version five i think generator. i'm showing
0: a version four
1: so it looks like cartoons Mm-hmm. yeah okay so that's version four version five looks a lot closer to reality and that's you know that oh, shows okay. the power oh no no that is version i think that's version four i don't know but either way they're cool you'd love to have a tank that looked like that Right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you know, I think there's, um, uh, you know, the the one on the lower left looks sort of like a milka stylo. The purple uh, looks like a, uh, mm-hmm. a like a like a milka stylo in the lower um, portion of that. Um,
1: and the and the lower right looks like green bird's nest and carnation corals yeah, to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What did somebody ask uh, in the chat here? Um, reefs in another universe. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> This is, uh, you put in, um, wrapping with reef bum podcast logo.
1: Oh yes. So I was sharing that with you because like, uh, I remember trying Fiverr, uh, one time I needed a logo for one of my gardening businesses. And what I got back out of Fiverr, uh, was, uh, the designer took, he stole clip art off the internet and slapped words on it and sent it to me. And I paid for that and I flipped out obviously, <laughs> um, but like this is not acceptable. This is copyright infringement. This, like I, I'm not paying for this. Um, but what I what I had noticed when I was playing in the public areas of uh, of Midjourney was a lot of people were putting in like logo design. And so I, I you know it made me it really made me think like uh, geez like I'm paying hundreds of dollars for a logo and someone can just go in here and be like logo like this and boom they get stuff and they could send it back to you and be like, here, $200, $500, $1,000, whatever. Um, Did you really, did you really earn that money? No, absolutely not in my world. Uh, But also more to the point, uh, where did this stuff really come from? And this goes back to the image stuff, which is, these are all the composite images of other things and styles that it is picked up on and learned. And so the lawsuit is basically stipulating that this is derivative work and, Uh, actually, by nature, a copyright infringement and, you know, shouldn't be allowed to even happen. Um, Put it in, um, that's for the courts to decide. Try this,
0: man. Can you put in, um, what is the best way to eliminate cyanobacteria? Let's see what happens when it, let's see what happens there. And then you can read it Um, back to us. I'm curious what's going to
1: pop up in that one. I wonder if I can put it in chat. If it's oh yeah, you factor, could. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, so I'm going to do playground first, just because it generally gives short answers. Um, uh, Reduce. Oh, so- <laughs> 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 yes. This is definitely advice that no one should follow ever. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Put it in the chat, um, man. But the thing is, I, I will. Uh, let me see here. I got to change windows here. Best way to
0: treat cyanobacteria.
1: Ah, I'm over. I'm going to have to do it in two two segments okay. uh, segments here. Let's see. Okay, so there's part one, and, and there's part two. Um, so that was out of uh, OpenAI Copper playground. sulfate, and I love. <laughs> yeah, that was like the the holy holy hell. <laughs> so and and the question I asked it is, what is the best way to eliminate cyanobacteria? Now, um, <laughs> I mean, I probably have to refresh. Uh, let's let's try Bard next. Bard just was released recently um let's see and these other two tend to give longer responses and they tend to be a okay. little better
0: more, more, um, more credible i
1: can't paste all that uh yeah and that's kind of part of the problem because i can tell you none of these softwares have ever kept an aquarium maybe that's the like the number one thing i should just say none of these sources of information have ever put their hand in an aquarium ever <laughs> and that right off <laughs> the bat should be reason for for suspicion and 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 uh skepticism um so so bard tells me physical removal i'm just glossing over chemical treatment uv light so let's irradiate our (laughs) tanks with uv light um diet changes okay i i I don't really know what that means water changes improved filtration and reduced light uh and i don't think that's going to help in a reef tank if your corals need the light so um yeah so you know i think the I, I can try to paste this in here, but I, I don't think I need to. Um let's try ChatGTP with the same question. Um now it's it's actually rendering it out right now. This is kind of it's kinda fun to play All with. All
0: right, here here's a um, here's a real technical question for AI. And uh it's one that you sure. uh you 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 said you were talking about with Rich Ross. Um is UVB okay. important to coral health? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and, and so we had those earlier ones. Um and yeah it was just it just was mind blowing um some of the responses that we would get and if you read them they sound credible right so somebody that has you know is is pretty well like
0: you know a beginner in this hobby that wants to create a blog a Soul order aquarium blog can use these tools i talked about this before to generate that you know seemingly credible articles uh, in a matter of like minutes, that could be five, six, Mm -hmm. 700, 800 words. I mean, you know, I blog Mm -hmm. and it, uh, it's darn tough, you know, to, uh, to kind of come up with a topic, write about it, edit it, um, you know, fact check it and all that stuff. But you know, with with these tools, a couple minutes, you're
1: good to go. Yeah. That's scary. And and there's, there's nothing stopping you. There's no, I mean, so I think, you know, they're interesting. I think I told you my son uh, was Playing around with it on his friend's phone when we were driving to a soccer practice. And uh, they put in ChatGTP, tell me how, uh, give me a rap about sea turtles playing soccer underwater. (laughs) And boom, it spit out a rap in the format of a rap with verses and choruses all about sea turtles playing soccer underwater. But 95% of what was in there was generic fluff. It was like a Mad Libs, you know, like you could put in anything Uh, rich ross sent me a really interesting um, thing that he did with chat gtp which i can share with you they're kind of long i don't think i want to read the whole thing but in a nutshell he basically asked uh, why do octopuses make great pets and why do they make terrible pets and basically the ai used all the exact same points about octopuses like they're intelligent So they are very intelligent. They recognize their owners, solve puzzles, play games. They can be trained and interacted in ways that are fun and enriching for the pet uh, owner. And then the exact same quality of an octopus. They're in curious and intelligent animals that require a lot of mental (laughs) stimulation in captivity. They become bored, may try to escape their tanks, which can be dangerous for both the octopus and the people around it. Gotcha. (laughs) So you kind of have to look at this and go, what? Like, like it's, it's, it's like confirmation bias. That was the one. What was the one that I, uh, I I tried earlier today. Oh, it was the garlic one. Tell me how to cure cryptocarin with garlic. And uh, that one is in, uh, that one was like, (laughs) my jaw was on the ground. I mean, to be fair, uh, you know, some of the, some of the AIs were like, yeah, that's not a good idea. And here's other ways that work. Um, But two of them were like, if you're going to do it, here's how you do it. Yikes. Like uh, what kind of advice is that? Like the one that said, put the cloves of garlic in a filter bag (laughs) and put it in a filter and then monitor and test the levels of garlic in the tank. Because if they're too high, they will be toxic (laughs) to the fish. Okay. So yeah, like, there, there, it, it sounds entirely credible. And if you don't know, you, you no. would not know.
0: Um, That's. I was just going to say we have a couple more requests from the uh, viewers here in terms of some AI. Okay. Jason right. Langer. Okay. <laughs> as much as I do not like <laughs> AI text or AI art, I'm curious about what fish cookies will produce.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, here. Tell me about... Uh, I know what I'm going to do. Okay, we're, I'm going to run this through all three really fish quickly cookies. here. Uh, my my query, <laughs> my query is tell me about Jason Langer and his fish cookies. Okay. And I'm putting that into all three okay. right now. We'll see what we get. Um, uh, let's see. So playground is quick. <laughs> 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 I don't need to do this the other ones. This is a uh, Oh yeah. I'm gonna paste this in the chat. This is this is gold. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's entertaining and fun, sure, but you know, oh, so I'm gonna. Oh, it's too long again. I gotta put this. Barry in Very Gos, senior. So, how are two, we gonna
0: teach two, new reefers how to filter out the fake AI bloggers?
1: Uh, well, that might be hard, um, but uh, I've got an idea Jason, here. So just Jason bear Langer with me is
0: here. the inventor of the fish cookie. The fish cookie is a delicious snack made from. Real fish. (laughs) Yikes. That's not good for business, Jason.
1: (laughs) High protein, low in fat, rich in omega-3 fatty acids. He created the fish cookie as a healthy and tasty alternative (laughs) to traditional snacks. The fish cookie is made with sustainable wild-caught Alaska pollock, wild-caught Pacific cod, and real vegetables. The fish cookie is also gluten free, dairy free, soy free, and non-GMO. Jason, it is a healthy, convenient, and delicious. Jason, snack.
0: if you if your company is public, that stock is plummeting right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh God! I don't think we can no. top that one. Um,
0: <laughs> oh man, jeez.
1: But I think you know my concern is that for ones like this that come out, you also get really close. And right now, there's still enough errors that someone like me, uh, someone like Keith, who's been in this a long time, is going to sniff out the little problems and go, there's something not right here. Or flat out, there's something absolutely wrong here. A um, couple of years from now, I don't know. And so, you know, my sales pitch, I mean, for me, being a publisher of something like this, I was like, well, this is more important than ever. This is something you know you can trust, you know the people behind it, you know that we are trying to sniff this stuff out. Um, and one of the ways we sniff stuff out is by not accepting random submissions from strangers. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, we get those every day, uh, especially for blog posts. We get people who email Amazonas. Do you accept guest posts? I'm looking. It's, do you need articles on fish? It's arrow? AI, this, man. This, it's it's AI cool, I'm reaching man. out to you. Oh, it very, it very well could be someone wanting to leverage that at this point, because if they can make a quick hundred bucks or 50 bucks or whatever – getting articles put out wherever um with little or no yeah, work two
0: minutes for 100 bucks that's pretty damn good man i'll take yeah, that entre- rate
1: you know if you're being entrepreneurial well you know maybe leverage what's out there and and do it to your advantage that's that's capitalism doesn't mean it's good brady um, haynes
0: makes a good point so, ai sounds like the typical forum advice
1: <laughs> well oh and so that was i'm gonna credit where credit's due to rich uh who when we were talking about this today he's like, yeah. Wait until the AI is trained on forums. Wait until that set of data is part of what's being pulled into the AI as information. Because now, you know, right now, when I said, tell me how banana cure is ick, they all said no. But someone <laughs> somewhere might have said that. And that's, I think, there was something like the garlic thing comes along, like, Someone might have put out, here's my protocol for using garlic in my tank. Mash it up, do this, do that. And the AI just spit it back. You don't know where it's coming from. You have no idea what the veracity is. So, I mean, we have we have the, the death of truth and the death of experts. Um, that's becoming an increasingly rare thing in our society. And I'm just looking at this very small subset of reef-keeping information and aquarium-keeping information and already knowing how bad Uh, Things can be online because you're always, people who are new are always looking for the answer that fits what they think, that confirmation bias. Um, Or um, they're looking for things that sound true. They sound right. I mean, like, that's the whole thing about the UV and the UVB. Um, And I don't know enough about it, but I didn't just take it at face value. And one of the first questions I was like, well, okay, so UV hits the water, and I know water filters out light. and various wavelengths of light at various depths, which is why it's all blue down below. Uh, does the UV even make it to those corals? And I think the answer is no. You know
0: what? What would be interesting? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> this is this is interesting because I'm going to have Tulio on in a couple of weeks. Um, in a couple of weeks, sure. Tulio from right I want. Can you put in like what does Tulio think of UV um be?
1: I don't know if he'd uh, if he'd have it or not. Well, let me try.
0: Deliquia, um, what the uh, spelling? Yeah. Hang on one second. I think I got it. That, that's a, that's a question now, I'm going to ask Tulio. What uh, what's going on with the UVB?
1: Yeah. So part of it, this might be new. Um, so it wouldn't have necessarily scraped the internet. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's not right, and I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> you don't want to put um, that blatantly
0: because, false information out there? Well,
1: well, Oh, it says he owns Reef to Rainforest. Really? Tulio so, like, does? I, I know why. Yeah, it's because I accidentally put in my email address with it. <laughs> so it recognized the domain. Uh, let me try that again here. Um, it's thinking, it's thinking, this is Bard. Um, chat, chat GTP couldn't give me anything. And uh, Playground is pretty wide open. Hence the name Playground. Yeah, how can you trust um, a name
0: like Playground?
1: I mean, it's it's to play around with the with the I get yeah. it. It's the, you know, um, he believes. That, oh well, so this is a, a, an example of putting in something that isn't um, doesn't have enough info. So it, it's talking about UVB treatment for skin conditions and psoriasis and vitiligo, and that's obviously not it. But I didn't say about UVB and coral. Uh, so let's try that um and i know we're just kind of playing around and and uh let's try coral health um he believes that uvb radiation has a positive effect on coral health he states that coral reefs exposed to moderate level of uv radiation uh tend to be healthier than those that aren't that doesn't happen no. in the real world no. <laughs> there aren't there aren't coral reefs no. that are and are not exposed <laughs> to UV radiation um uh, radiation helps simulate the production of certain beneficial compounds in coral tissues. So it's a bunch of vapid yeah. nonsense. Um, and it's just riffing off of Tulio and coral health, because that's what I put in there and taking things that knows about coral reefs. So it's just kind of, it's, like, it's like bullshitting,
0: you know, it's just kind of like doing its best to put bullshit together yes. to make it sound credible.
1: And it does <laughs> sound credible. <laughs> I mean, that's the perfect thing. It's it's an absolute genius BS artist. That's exactly what it is. Right. Um, it's
0: kind of like the guy that doesn't know what he's talking about. That is just kind of like you know putting on a great show. I mean,
1: it is the guy. It is the software that has no <laughs> idea what it's talking about at all. It's just parroting and cobbling. And the thing is, is that all this information comes from other places. Um, these, st- whether it's the phrasing and the way it says things or the things that it's saying, it's taking little snippets and just weaving it all together
0: and giving you something <sighs> that Jason Langer good. saying, Matt is enjoying this too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a good point in time, uh, Matt to uh, remind everybody that we're doing this giveaway, you know? So, um, sure. At some point very soon, we're going to, uh, tell you folks how you can enter this, uh, uh subscription giveaway. So there's going to be one Coral magazine. Subscription giveaway, right? So it's one year, uh, six issues, including six digital issues in the US. In the US, right? Got to be in six, the US. Um, yep. Six issues, yep. digital access as well, and then two uh, Amazonas magazine, um, which uh, get uh, three subscriptions, right? Which are two issues
1: yep, for um, yep. two issue subscriptions, yep. three of them. So. We 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 just split it up so more people get to enjoy. So a couple yeah, things.
0: folks, stick so. stick around a little bit. We're going to um, provide the instructions on how to uh, to enter those uh, those giveaways. So uh, Matt, well, so, go, man, go.
1: I just wanted to address that one question of like, how are we ever going to be able to figure this out? Um, and, and I think you know it really is reliable, trustworthy sources because. I, I could start a whole new website, and and have it write, have AI just start spitting out species accounts, and just you know flooding flooding a website really quickly full of information, that, you know me as a, as as an experienced aquarist, I recognize the flaws and I could fix them, which makes it even more dangerous, um, because it's still it's still going to fool me. There's still going to be something in there that, for whatever reason, I the editor didn't pick up on. Uh, like we had it give us the name for uh, the scientific name of right. hammer coral and it gave us the old one. It gave us euphilia uh, ancora, and but now it's fimbrophilia and the AI doesn't know that. And the AI gave us a whole bunch of other stuff about anchor corals that weren't even relevant um, or hammer corals. Sorry, but it, it didn't know. And if I didn't know, I could just pass it along. And so, You know, I look at coral and I know that there's or Amazonas is even better because you've got like five or six people proofing everything. And we're all aquarists who know what we're talking about. And we all find different things. There's always something that slips by me that someone else finds. uh, And it's horrible proofing your own work. And I'm talking whether it's just misspelling a name. Like you can't proof your own work. You need someone else (laughs) to go look at it um, to make it the best it can be. So that's a hard thing when you're a kid. Uh, and your teacher's like, no, do it again or whatever. But as an adult, I get it. And it's value added. It's, I know, and we still, once in a blue moon, will publish something that's a mistake. We're human, but we're trying our damnedest to, to make sure that we're only giving you the correct information. And, uh, we put a lot of labor into doing it I mean, it takes a long time. Uh, like, um, interviewing Jason. I had to sit down with Jason, had to have a conversation. I had to know what questions to ask. Um, we had to have a lot of back and forth. Then I sent it to him. He looked it over said, Oh, you got this wrong. This is right. Uh, tell me all about these. There was this whole back and forth process. Uh, and then may with her photos and then it goes off to the whole editorial staff to review too. So it's not the work of me just sitting at my desk one afternoon and putting up a blog post totally fundamentally different. And I mean, my appreciation for that interview I did with uh, Jason Fox is like, well, I, we talked about legacy corals a little bit uh, before and Jake's corals and getting those stories out. And I look at some of what Jason does is the same way. Um, we can talk about Cultivar Names and what I think about those. Um, but all we, I got a little bit more of the information about Jason's stylos preserved in print. and 10 years from now, that's still going to be there. And if you have his banana sunset or whatever it was, I can't remember. I'm sorry, Jason. Uh, But if you have his coral and you had coral, you could go back, look and say, oh, it was collected here. Here's a little bit of the backstory on how we found it. Um, There's more meaning to that now than there was before. So uh, a blog post is not going to convey that depth and quality of information. And AI absolutely can't do it. Who knows? Ten years from now, maybe it scans coral. And, and steals my hard work and passes it off as its own cuz that's kind of <laughs> what it's doing. Um, I think so. it's
0: already doing that, man. Um so so Matt, you mentioned uh you mentioned Jake and I think this is a great segue to talk about Jake and, 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 sure. and listen, I mean he talk talk about a credible source of information, you know, um you know, Jake was um a very opinionated guy, but mm-hmm. he just lived, breathed and died, you know, Reef Tank stuff and um you know, so even though he was very opinionated he really you know had the the real life experience and he did his own research and and you know listen it's a big loss right for the uh, for is. the industry to to kind of like lose a content um provider a person you know like Jake in terms of what he was putting out both in in uh in print and on uh on video but what what do you think in terms of the um the overall impact of, of losing Jake in terms of the hobby you know it's it's it it, it impacted a lot of people
1: I, I still get choked up thinking about it. So, <clears throat> um, uh, he and I go way back, uh, went way back. And, um, I remember when he was like really arrogant, but he was also a person that had every right to be arrogant. Cause he really knew his shit. Um, you know, I, I had, I told it, he knows I, I, I said this about him like, yeah, he might be an asshole, but he's my asshole. I know <laughs> that I'm on his good side, but I had to earn that. Uh, and vice versa. Um, I, it, it's funny because you know we, we have we have a couple catchphrases that have come up in our conversation the uh you know fake news <laughs> ai is all fake <laughs> news uh, as far as i'm concerned and then do your own research which to some people can mean well just go go find what you want to believe on the internet and parrot it and you've done your own research because the internet says this anyone can publish anything on the internet yeah anyone can do it like there's nothing like you have to approach you don't have to pass a test
0: with, to uh be a content uh, no, creator no, no.
1: No, you just have to write it and find a way to put it out there, and it's out don't there. Don't need a degree, don't need anything. No. Um, and, and there's no one to look at you and say that's not right. And oftentimes, when someone does pop up who may or may not have the right to say that's not right, um, people get angry like, Well, who are you? And we just evolve into this madness, uh, you know, whereas you put something in here, it had to pass a whole series of people to say, Yeah, this is good. This is right. This is true. This is yeah, we we are willing to commit this to print. Um, and it's funny because Jake used to tell me, why are you printing magazines? He's like, magazines are dying. Paper's dying. It's like, no. <laughs> and and, I, and in the last year of his life, um, he, he he would get the magazines, he would read them, but he would often like bum them from his friends or like just go pick one up at, a, at the local store. And I would give him a hard time. Like, why aren't you a subscriber? Like, this is, this is what feed my feeds, my kid. You're my friend. <laughs> and, like, and so he, he got a subscription to Amazonas and like within like a month, he's like, Holy cow, this is incredible. I get it now. Um, and I, I would have, I, I hope everyone can trust that I'm not making that up. It is basically the gist of, I probably have the text message still. Um, but I was, I was humbled because I feel like I, I, Convinced a person who is very hard to convince uh, Otherwise Um, And he usually has really good Reasons for what he's saying Uh, And I'm still talking about him in the first person I mean he's still with us Uh, You know that legacy and what He brought to the table is Going to carry forward especially the Fact that you know you can still go watch his Videos you can still hear his voice Um, And Jake did his own research in The way of actually getting his Hands wet And really digging in and looking at something and trying out what he did. And Jake wasn't always the first to you know, to do something or say something. Uh, a lot of times when it came to news, he and I would like scoop each other, which <laughs> is friendly. But uh, I, I wrote about it when I was thinking about him. But like, yeah. oh, my God, if I was halfway through something and it showed up on Reef Builders, I was like, what? The-? <laughs> <laughs> and then every once in a while, I would beat him to something and then it just wouldn't be talked about. Like, well, Matt did it. I don't need to do it now. Move on. Um, and there was a long time where I wrote for both coral and reef builders. And, uh, eventually I just had to tell Jake, you know, I would write, cover the same story, but in two different ways. And it just got to a point with kids where I just did not have the time, yeah. um, to do, to do that dance. Um, there, I had a lot of respect for Jake, uh, and, and what he brought to the table and the way he brought people together. Um, And you had to earn it. You had to earn his respect. And if you didn't have it, you hadn't earned it. It wasn't necessarily, um, I don't want to say he was dismissive, but, you know, he he only had so much time in the light in his life, uh, clearly. Um, so he, he was judicious about who he chose to associate with. Um, and, and that wasn't a, a snub to the people that he didn't know well enough. It was, there was a reason, um, and you had to get to know him. You had to prove yourself. And I feel like that, you know, that's how he was, um, yeah, uh, we we are at a loss. Um, there is no other Jake Adams that I know of, so I, I, there's no one else like him. Yeah, I don't see that person. That person might be out there somewhere. There might be some some young reef Aquarists right now watching, and might be the next Jake Adams. But it's going to take time to get there. Um, yeah, I, there was so much more to come from him. Uh, is how I feel about it. Like we were robbed of of a future that would have done. He was just. Just settling into like being, I hate to say like, the best version of himself, but that's really like where he was going. I think um, you know, getting married, starting a family. Mm. I mean, it changed my life. I'm sure it changes everyone's life. Um, and it, I think, it really kind of mellowed him out a little bit, and uh, he started to care about things that maybe he didn't care about, or he started to be maybe a little more respectful and and patient, um, and see the bigger picture sometimes. Um, and I was, I, you know, like I, I missed the, the random texts. I missed the random phone calls and I'm not going to get those back, but I'm really glad that I had them. So,
0: yeah, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's something, you know, it it says something about the man when, um, you know, you get a lot of people that, you know, I've I've seen kind of like in social media comments that uh, people have mentioned about Jake's passing. Like, listen, I didn't know him. I never met him. But you know his loss just blows me away and uh, you know same with me you know I, I got to know him really well the last couple of years when I had him on a few times on the uh, on the live stream and and uh, we talked um, I only met him once in person but um, man it um, it just really really threw me and I, I, I just can't imagine in, in terms of Windsor and and uh, you know the uh, the, the family and the folks that um you know were really close to him day in and day out you know how they uh you know felt about it, but it's just uh it seems kind of surreal that he's not here anymore,
1: yeah, yeah, it was uh not expected at all obviously so
0: yep a c i aquaculture he will always be with us for sure chris yep yeah for sure um all right man what uh what else do we um did did we have on our list to uh to cover here, Matt. I think uh, Masna, right? You want to, uh, you wanted to talk about um, Macna. Masna. Hey, hey, now
1: you, you, you asked me. Let's let's be honest. You asked me, and I said, "I'll ask. I'll find out for you." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, so go ahead, Yeah, man. it is something that a lot of people are, are talking about, and you know, just in social media circles, uh, especially with um, Masna uh, Macna being canceled um, uh, for this year. So, uh, you know, and and Matt, give give
0: people background in terms of your involvement with MASNA.
1: Okay, so, well, for anyone who doesn't know, MASNA is the Marine Aquarium Societies of North America. It's kind of a uh, you could consider a national reef club, a national marine aquarium club. Uh, You could be an individual member, um, but it's also for societies and and businesses. So you can be a a corporate member, a business member, rather. If you run a reef club, like let's say uh, uh, DFWMAS you know, down in Dallas, they are probably, if they're not, they should be, talking to you guys, uh, <laughs> a, a MASNA member as a club. Uh, it's kind of like the club of clubs. Um, it used to bring MACNA to the clubs and work with the clubs to put on MACNAs, which are the Marine Aquarium Conference of North America. Um, it's really long running at this point. Um, other than the pandemic, obviously. And then now this. So um, my involvement, uh, I run the uh, Mazna Awards Committee, uh, which involves basically all of us getting together, um, taking nominations from the public, well, from Mazna members. Let's be specific. You have to be a Mazna member to nominate someone um, for the Mazna Award, which is more of a, a lifetime achievement award, if you will. Or the Aquarist of the Year, which is meant to recognize someone who's made a, a big contribution in the last calendar year, basically. Um, and so those nominations come in. Um, all the past recipients of those awards discuss them. Uh, there's a voting process, and that's how we get our new recipients every year. Uh, and so I kind of manage that and oversee that. I took that over uh, when Rob Mugey stepped down um, uh, and retired from his leadership at Mazna after like a decade. I said, I can't fill your shoes, but is there something I can do, part of what you do? You do so much, Rob. What could I do that would take part of this burden off from whoever's going to fill your role? And that's kind of how we ended up in this position. Um, and so uh, I am a Mazna Award recipient, and I run this committee, but it's the involvement of everyone that makes it happen. Um, so that's my involvement. So I'm not on the board. I don't speak for Mazna. Um, But I did have a a conversation with Dennis right before the show, uh, and and here's the key things that I can convey about uh, Mazna. Number one, it's still here. Um, It's clearly suffering from the pandemic. My own club, my Lake Superior Marine Aquarium Club, is gone because of the Mm. pandemic. We couldn't meet, and then we lost our meeting place. We lost our public uh, project, which is a reef tank at the uh, Lake Superior Aquarium Zoo. Mm. We've dumped tens of thousands of dollars into that project, we're not allowed access to it during the entirety of the pandemic. And when I finally got a hold of someone, the CEO of the zoo had changed for like the fourth time, the keepers that were involved in the tank were gone. Mm. Uh and and the keeper who was in charge of the tank said, We're gonna put hellbenders in it. <laughs> That's like I'm sending the agreement and they're like, Yeah, we don't really care about that. So, <laughs> so uh you know the pandemic I think we have to really keep perspective. The pandemic upturned life for organizations and people, and Mazda is absolutely having to deal with the ramifications of that. Um, Another thing that I can convey is that we are now post-pandemic, and it's a different world. At least that's how I look at it. And Mazda is kind of, the way they put it to me, it's being held hostage by old commitments that were made prior to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I can't say more than that, but basically things that they committed to do, long before all this happened are still, they're still being held to, even though it may not be appropriate in our opinions to be held to those, those commitments, those understandings. Um, so I was, it was conveyed to me that Mazda felt, um, it was in the best of interest of everyone, given the circumstances still coming out of the pandemic and dealing with a lot of what happened in the wake of the pandemic, that basically it was not time to hold a Macna, which is why the Philadelphia one was canceled Uh, Pittsburgh, right? Um, Pittsburgh. Or P- yeah, yeah Pittsburgh. sorry, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, so that one's not happening, obviously. Um, and so what is going on, they're still wrangling with all these commitments, trying to like get things going in a, in a proper uh, direction and in, a, in a, a beneficial and healthy direction for the organization. Um, so as it was put to me, I'm reading this verbatim, quote, uh, Massna is in the process of redesigning and creating an exciting new format for MACNA planning to resume in-person MACNA in 2024. So I take this, Mazna's down but not out, and they're fighting, and they're going to do everything they can to make it happen and come back to what we love. Um, I can say that the Aquarius of the Year and Mazna award process is slated to be held this year. We're still going to do it. Cool. So even though there's not a MACNA, which is normally where that would be, uh, the people would be recognized and and, and awarded, uh, we're still going to do it. Uh, There will still be a new Masna award recipient there will still be a new Aquarist of the year uh, the board has committed to that repeatedly to me so we just need to make it happen uh, we got plenty of time because we're not like beholden to a MACNA deadline um, so just kind of watch be aware if you're already a Mazna member um, when the stuff starts coming you know get your nominations in that's the number one thing I need from everyone who can nominate nominate um, and I
0: put the link in the chat there. So Masna needs people, volunteers. Um, so if anybody
1: out there is interested, follow that link. Yeah. If you want, if you feel you have something to contribute to helping this organization that's been around for decades, uh, continue to move forward. Money and people are important resources. And I mean, that's the thing. I'm looking at my own club. I have a cookie jar full of money right up right up there. <laughs> that's the club money. It's cash. <laughs> That technically belongs to an aquarium club. I have no members. I have no meeting place. Uh, what am I going to do? Maz is not quite that desperate, but that's kind of you know you're you're down for the count. You got to get back up, fight forward, find a new way to to go forward with the mission, which is education. Um, and that's that's one of the things Dennis and I were talking about <laughs> was just like you know I, I get the impression that events like a Rifa Palooza, um, and an Aquashella are much more commercial. Uh, and what I always remember about Macnas is not so much what I, what I saw on the trade show floor. It's all very interesting. And as my job, I want to see the new things. I want to report that and bring that back. I want to see hot corals and cool fish. But the things I always remember about going to a Macna are the talks and the people, yeah. uh, and the people that I get, get together with every year at that event, at that annual event. And we go to new places all the time. It's not the same place. Uh, that can be a turnoff to some, but you know, Macna uh, in Milwaukee, I know some people were kind of down on Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That was the was first great. Macna I
0: ever went it was to. was a great
1: venue. Was,
0: I had a great time.
1: Yeah. I, so Keith, you don't know, need, yeah, I, there was nothing wrong. There were almost no problems with the show that, that I'm aware of. Uh, we had an Amazonas and Coral presence. We were busy the whole time. So as a business, there was nothing wrong. Uh, it's on me to make sure, make, figure out whether it was beneficial or not. Uh, for our business but it, it, we were busy that's i don't know what else i could ask for it's if you put the people in front of me it's my job to make it happen and to convince you all to subscribe yeah uh, and buy magazines that's my <laughs> job that's not masna's job so um you know if i have a bad monetary return that's not the organization's fault in my opinion um i had a good time i would have gone back to milwaukee in a heartbeat it was a great one for me because i could drive um that that is a, a legit factor in getting to some of these events is is it affordable to get there to stay there um but yeah the multiple days spending time with your friends the the late nights and that's that's one of my fondest memories of jake actually uh, was i don't remember which mac that it was at. uh it might have been in, the one in orlando or dc but i was up at like three in the morning with jake adams and just incredible gravel and they were arguing <laughs> something about coral and so they're on either side of me and i'm kind of in the middle and i'm going well, Jake, he has a good point. Uh, well, Justin, you need, he's kind of right there, like playing this moderator role between two friends and choral geniuses. And like that doesn't happen in normal life. You have to go to a MACNA. You have to stay up late, <laughs> ingratiate yourself, walk up to someone at the bar, whatever the case may be, uh, and, and spend that time with people. But those are memories that I could yeah, not get I, anywhere you know, I else. I think my favorite part of um, MACNA
0: was so, the Friday yeah. night. Uh, cocktail hour and, and just um, meeting people that I hadn't met before and, and just having great conversations and, and um, yeah, you know what? It was, uh, it's all about connecting with, with other like-minded folks and um, just really, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that's such a huge part of um, my fond memories in terms of getting into reef keeping and, and going to like brag swaps you know, that are sponsored by local reef clubs mm-hmm. and, and, and actually trading frags instead of instead of buying frags, but just, um, you know, seeing people face to face. And I think the pandemic kind of definitely, yeah. um, you know, um, slowed that down or, you know, it, 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 it made it a lot more difficult the last um, few years. So it's uh, I think it's something that's very important to the hobby that um, people should certainly think about if, if they are near, a, uh, a trade show or a conference then it is well well worth your time to, uh, to go I uh, I flew out to restock. I flew out to um, you know, Macna and uh, I had to take uh, you know, a couple of uh, you know, it wasn't a non-stop for me being here in uh, Vermont So it wasn't easy to get to those places but it, it the memories that I had were um, were pretty incredible and and um, So yeah, I think it's so important.
1: I I, I remember Jake introducing me to ACI and and to Chris at a, at a Macna Uh, Yeah, I remember those, those conversations and uh, I think Josh from Clearwater was there too. And we were all just like go and Vincent was there. so I mean, like when also you're going to have all those people in one spot. It's, it's, it's it's so,
0: it's so true um, Matt. in terms of the information that you can gather at, at those shows by talking, you know, just even being a fly on the wall in a conversation is like amazing
1: and the connections that carry beyond because it's not like oh hey chris nice to meet you and i never talk to you again it's like two weeks later oh i need to reach out to chris about boom, boom, boom. and then you build those you start right. those relationships and when when you start a relationship in person it means so much more um to me, I mean, like, I haven't met you and shook your hand. I'm probably not going to let you into the circle. <laughs> you know, it's just, that's just my, my, like, th- maybe if I know who you are, okay. But if you're a random stranger sending me a friend request on Facebook, no, not going to happen. If I meet you at an event, oh, yeah, we met last week. Yeah. Okay. You're cool. You were cool. I liked you. Whatever. Come on in. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, any event is worth it. I think, I think MACNA just being, more educational in orientation um, and being the club of clubs, uh, Mazna rather, in that respect, uh, I feel like the conferences were designed to create more community um, and not so much as just a trade show where we're all getting together and having a cool experience. It's, it's the beyond that. Um, so that's that's really what, what makes it for me. And to be fair, I haven't spent enough time at any of these other events, so I'm coming at them from an outsider perspective uh, and from what I hear from my friends. Um, they're probably all wonderful things to do, but I can only do so much and, and I like what I get out of a Macna. So that will be, if I have the choice, that will be what I would choose. Um,
0: you gotta go to a restock, man.
1: I, I, yeah, I couldn't afford to. That's all it came down to.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I hear you.
1: Well, I mean, it's a, it's a two it's, there's no direct flights from Duluth any, any more than there are from Vermont. So I we, we used to joke a long time ago, we used to say Duluth is a beautiful place. We should hold a Macna here. It would probably be pretty affordable to get here. The, the venues would probably be cheaper. You could hold it right on Lake Superior and, and the Great Lakes Aquarium is right there. We've got Canal. It'd be wonderful, but no one would come because it's, it's a, two, it's a to two, get to. two connection flight for almost everyone. Yeah. So like that's the problem.
0: So. so, dude, we've, we're about an hour and twenty minutes into this thing, and we haven't even talked about fish breeding or, or fish. And somebody, I've, I've seen a couple of questions already. Um, Heron Aquatics is okay. asking this question, and um, I think there, there's a revelation you want to, or, or, or something oh. you want to like tell people that uh, the question is, how are the uh, coral or uh, butterfly yes. fish doing? Your tank, Matt?
1: Yep, I, I know the answer. Um, so I want to say it was probably five months ago the Malapterus that I had for a long time uh, passed away. Um, it kind of went it, the best way I could describe it. It continued to feed. It continued to do great and it just went into old fish mode. Uh, it just started to lose weight. I mean, I had it for years. Um, and the moment it died, the, um, red fin, the triphos, that I had with it stopped really eating. It's just a perfectly healthy fish it was, they were the only two in the tank at this point. They had been for years. Um, and the the malapterus dies, so that's the the orange and black one. Had six or seven year run. No one's complaining about a six or seven year run with a fish that was never supposed to live. Um, you don't know how old it is when you get it. Um, and the triphasiata stopped feeding the exact same foods it's been eating for half a decade. Just stops. Um, and it would pick. And it may have been eating here and there, but you know, most of the time, I I'm pretty. Um, objective about fish. I I don't like to anthropomorphize fish. Um, They are fish. I I view them as fish. They are living objects. They deserve our respect, but I don't want to project human emotions and stuff onto them. Uh, But this fish, for lack of a better term, I don't remember who, who told it to me, but someone said that fish was depressed. It lost its mate. Mm. It was depressed. And when I think back to how that fish started to behave, it absolutely would fit that profile hmm. of a, a fish being depressed and i could i tried everything i could it wouldn't eat it wouldn't eat it slowly just declined and withered away and i want to say it died about 2 weeks ago yeah. so that project that pair of fish i had for a number of years they were wonderful uh i feel like they had full and complete lives um i thought i saw them spawn a couple times but i never collected eggs so that project is officially i hate to say it but dead in the uh, water bummer. um I mean, so those two were like the, the, the proof of concept that we could keep these corallivores alive. Um, and I had plenty of proof that I shared um, in my earlier MACNA presentation uh, showing how we could get them trained and getting them to eating. Uh, and I had a system set up ready to go to bring, um, to bring in more, more of these fish, and work at this more systematically. Uh, but the pandemic hit. Uh, you know, Mini Waters, my, my fish business is basically gone. Uh, because i couldn't get air cargo here so i was left with just the little that i was producing um and then fedex rates were so high i couldn't ship anything so an interesting twist to all that um i remember talking about my fish business at macna and i think it was 2019 um and talking about how i had kind of dipped into vivarium plants as a good hedge for pet Uh, shops and i was telling all the pet shops you know hey Someone's, uh, not into their freshwater tank or their reef anymore. Show them the dart frog hobby, show them vivarium yeah. plants. It's like a terrestrial reef tank. That side of my business just took off, just went crazy during the pandemic and made up for all the lost sales, uh, that I couldn't sell fish or anything else. Um, so the business is fine. And like I said, in my Mac talk, it doesn't need to make money anyways, um, but wow, was it like a really eye-opening experience to just watch like, my advice save me. <laughs> so, so the revelation that you were hinting at uh, is that with the loss of that uh, Coralivore, I've been officially without anything living in saltwater uh, for like two weeks. Maybe, yeah, about two weeks wow. right now. Uh, so I'm officially out of the saltwater hobby, but I'm getting right back in. And we can thank Jason Langer Langer down in chat for helping me with that. So the uh, the vase reef is getting a reboot, and Jason's uh, helping me with the corals for that. So thank you, Jason. I'll see you. I have your beer. He's in the chat. (laughs) I see him in the chat. There. He's in the chat. You know. Oh yeah. So um, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Um, So go ahead. No. So so I'm gonna do. uh, I think some people know the vase reef that I shared for a number of years. That got cooked when the heater controller failed. And then when it failed to control the heater, I had it set up so that the heater's thermostat was the backup. And that also failed. Oh. So it was a double failure, and the reef was like 100 degrees and everything died. Otherwise, there's no reason that shouldn't have been going. But um, yeah, so we're going to restart the base reef. I've got some other interesting ideas. I'm kind of in clean slate mode. I've got a fish room with plenty of space, and I have to figure out what I want to do with it. Um, I, don't, I don't have to get back into the saltwater fish business at all. Uh, but I can try some breeding projects. I can go, I have some coral farming ideas that I want to just tinker with. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to stay out of the hobby at all. I'm just going to go new directions because I feel like every time I go a new direction, I discover something of value and of interest and it keeps it exciting for me. I don't need to go back and breed clownfish again. I just don't. There's nothing new there for me. Um, but breeding coral would be really cool. Um, being a better reef keeper, being a better freshwater planted tank keeper i've failed at that every time i try so i can i still have room for growth uh, as an aquarist and that's what i'm looking for so yes chris the vase reef is coming back and yes jason frags for beer that is that is what we're doing it's good trade
0: um so i am just putting some instructions in the uh, in the chat matt about uh, right. the uh, the giveaways here and um Talk again while i'm uh typing in terms of what we're uh, giving away because we're gonna do this right now folks
1: okay all right all right so you've been waiting you've stuck with Keith you've stuck with me you listen to all our crazy stuff we are giving away uh let's let's do amazonas first we're doing three two issue subscriptions so you get um, the next two not this one but the the next two uh, that come uh print subscriptions us only so if, I'm sorry if you're in Canada or or overseas. Uh, Sorry, you're not eligible this one. It's just, it's very expensive um, to do it. So uh, three of these, three people, three lucky winners, will get two issues of Amazonas sent directly to their door. And hopefully you'll like freshwater fish or you already have some and you've never seen it. If you're already a subscriber, thank you. Uh, Yeah, I could add two subscriptions, but let someone else win. Let someone (laughs) see what it's all about. Uh, And then coral we're going to give away one year print plus digital uh of coral magazine uh, and if we get this done quickly you will get the new issue that keith uh, previewed cool. today uh and, and for anyone who's not a subscriber you have until roughly mid-may to become a subscriber and start with that next issue um that we previewed at the start of this live stream so one lucky winner is going to get a year print plus digital to coral uh in the u.s so all right and it looks so, like you posted yeah, how so to do it. um
0: this is the deal folks um this is how you enter this uh, giveaway go to slash contact that's my contact form on my website so if you're interested in in uh, winning the coral magazine subscription enter coral magazine giveaway in the subject line the fifth person that uh, i get that contact form from will win that uh one year subscription to uh, coral magazine and if you're interested in the uh, the Amazonas magazine giveaway, put Amazonas giveaway in the subject line of that contact form. And the um, we will uh, give the uh, subscription to the 5th, 8th, and 12th person that contacts me via that website contact form to uh, get that uh, subscription to Amazonas magazine. So, uh, yeah, it's out there, folks.
1: So, let's let's crash yeah. this website I'm, right uh, now.
0: I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> i'm prob- looking at traffic right now and uh i think we got a bunch of people there that uh, are doing this right now uh we got awesome. a bunch of po- folks awesome. that are uh giving this a a go so good luck everybody out there in terms of this is uh well worth um, you know the time in terms of doing that contact form i uh
1: oh geez if you can't if you can't put it like there, there are 78 people watching at the moment right now those are pretty good odds yes. I think so. I, you know, those are great. I think Alex. so. For, for, you don't even have to buy a raffle ticket. You just have quick to get to the website.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um... And we could
1: probably figure out who wins pretty quickly here. But um, for the people who are overseas, I'm sorry uh, if you're not in the U.S., but I will say the digital only subscriptions are really cheap. I mean, like, let's be fair. 39 bucks for a year uh, in the U.S. for print and digital. How much did you spend on your last frag of coral? Mm. Just your last frag. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, this is 39 bucks too for print plus digital in the U S and it's like 57 in Canada, 69, uh, overseas for a year. And the price per issue drops when you go longer, two or three years. Um, and the only thing you got to do is if you move, tell us you moved right away. Uh, so you don't miss an issue. Um, but the digital subscriptions are like 15, 20 bucks a year.
0: It's yeah. Nothing. It's, and I, how yeah, I, I see
1: like people are throwing $10 bills here in your chat. Like it's no big deal. Well, (laughs) throw 20 my way (laughs) for Amazonas and Coral. Yeah. And you get, and you get all the content back to 2014 for both of like it's yeah, it's, it's ridiculously cheap in my opinion for all the work that goes into it. I am not getting rich publishing magazines, not at all, but I love it. Uh, I think what we do is now more important than ever as we kind of demonstrated a little bit with our run with AI. Like, yeah, yeah, no, you know, it's coming from people and not just one person. And it's coming from a group of people that know what they're talking about. And yeah.
0: Um, Rob State, New York, thank you very much for that super chat. Comments, always a great uh, chat. And just uh, folks, one, one uh, more. Uh, I'll repeat in terms of how you enter the uh, the subscription giveaways for these uh, two great <laughs> magazines. Um, visit reefbump.com slash contact. The contact for my website and if you want to enter the Coral Magazine sub giveaway put just put Coral Magazine giveaway in the subject line and for uh, entering the Amazonas um, giveaway just put uh, Amazonas giveaway in the subject line And like I said the uh, fifth person to, to contact me for the Coral Magazine sub giveaway will get that uh, subscription and the fifth eighth and twelfth person to contact me that's entering the Amazonas giveaway will uh when they uh sub to the uh to that magazine so this is a lot of fun man this is uh this is great
1: i have to i have to shout out to mark down in chat i mean that is that's a big compliment my friend thank you
0: oh mark vanderwall hey mark the last few coral issues have been on fire yeah
1: i mean i i did see this i did see this one it was like oh like i yeah i i saw it on the screen i read the whole thing before it ever showed up but i was just like oh so yeah you can remember if if you want to go check it out, um, just look for the the free issue like link. I think that's what it says, uh, and it opens up the digital edition, and that's the this is the issue that's going to be in there for the next couple of years. Dude, we
0: got a lot of people that for... that uh, have entered this giveaway here, dude. Good. good. Um, should I read oh, out a winner here?
1: Do you have winners for everything? We still we still need. I any? could um, I could say one two. Come on, Amazon needs some love too. Five. Um, <laughs>
0: All right, I got a winner here. Let's see. Um, one, two, three, four. We said the fifth uh, responder for the Coral Magazine giveaway?
1: Yep.
0: Harold Sosa is the awesome. winner for, uh, nice. for the Coral Magazine uh, giveaway.
1: So, Harold, you just need to email your uh, mailing address, email address, and name to Keith, and he'll get it to me, and we'll get it on. So.
0: And we're still getting the, uh, the entries for, uh, for Amazonas so
1: no, no no freshwater love
0: we got, got we got uh uh we got we got some coming in here so folks the uh the amazonas uh free subs are still up for grabs it looks like so that uh get on it people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um dude do you have any uh, any anything else we need to talk about here Uh, Ah, what, uh, what have we, we, we've talked a lot about, uh, some, some, some pretty awesome stuff and, and I know you you you
1: asked, you asked about Hawaii and we talked about that. Yep. Um, uh, were there any breeding questions? Um,
0: yeah. Anybody out there have any, uh, fish breeding questions? I'm just
1: skimming through our notes. Um, you asked about the, the Neptune group, but I said, that's really, uh, Kevin and quality Marine. Yep. Um, uh, oh, the copper band butterfly. Yes. Know, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we did talk about that a little bit. Um, all I can say is that Courtney O's um, is in a really cool position because he's in a land grant university. Um, his research is effectively you know, public. So at some point, I don't know when, um, there will be a lot more info available on how you breed copper banded butterflies. And uh, Courtney feels it's entirely doable as a commercially viable species uh, is basically how I, how I took it. Um, so that's going to be something to kind of just, if you're into fish breeding or if you're thinking, Hey, I need to do an aquaculture program or project that could be beneficial to the trade, maybe copper banded butterflies. I don't know. Um, what else? Um... Um... Are there any questions in the chat?
0: Yeah, any more questions in the chat before we uh sign off here? Um ACI aquaculture, molten lava. I'm not sure what that means, Chris. <laughs>
1: you talking oh, is about a coral that the magazine? Oh. Coral. <laughs> it's molten lava, it's that hot.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well. All right, man. Well, listen, man. This was uh, this was so much fun, dude. I uh, I yeah. really enjoyed this, and I think uh, everybody out there, uh, you know, the uh, the AI stuff is just fascinating to me and uh, scary at the same time. I guess it's scary, yeah. not you know, scary fascinating. Well, uh,
1: it, it's uh, when well, it, it could it could serve as a good tool uh, and a good springboard. I mean, I, I know there are times where I have to write something. And, you know, for lack of a better term, you get writer's block, you know, um, and there's only a couple ways around that. And sometimes for someone in that position, if they're not really sure what they want to say, yeah, you could put something into a, 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 an AI generator, see what it gets you it might springboard you into something. And my fear is that we're going to replace genuine knowledge and learned, earned experience and wisdom with what a computer software compare it from the information that's been fed into it it's only as good as the information that it has and it can't uh, one of the arguments i've made is ai is never going to tell you how to breed a new uh, fish it's never going to be able to tell you um how how to take care of a coral better someone's going to have to go do the work figure it out and share it and ai can't do that all ai can do is copy it and spit it out as if it was its own so I think we really need to think hard uh, about where we're going to put our value uh, and the sources we're going to trust as, as reef keepers. Uh, there are a lot of good people doing a lot of good work. Um, but AI has the potential to just fill the Internet with garbage uh, and fluff. And it's going to be that much harder to, to c- approach anything you're reading without a tremendous healthy dose of skepticism.
0: Um, so, dude, I think we've got some but, Amazonas. But trust Amazonas. I think we've got trust some. Amazonas, I think we've got some Amazonas, Amazonas uh, winners here. Um,
1: all right, it took ah, it took a while. We had all to right, do that right. extra
0: little prompt there. So we said the the fifth. Let's see here for Amazonas. Um, I'm gonna just kind of like eyeball this. Um,
1: one. Hey, I get it. I get it. You're all saltwater people. I get it.
0: We got a big- but Hey, freshwater's cool too. Two. Two, two, three, four. Right. Eric Sarachin is one winner. Okay. And we got uh, six, seven, eight. We got uh, Robert D. Beatleson is another winner
1: congratulations Robert
0: and then we've got um, that's eight nine 10, 11, 12 James Macintosh is the third awesome. winner so uh, congrats folks uh, like um, Matt said whoever um, we uh, just whoever I just um, mentioned uh, if you haven't put the uh, your name and
1: address in the account uh, you need the complete complete mailing address your correct email address because that ties it to your account and uh yeah your name obviously Yep.
0: so um for, for the folks that we just uh, uh mentioned in terms of the winners for the um, coral magazine and amazonas if you can uh, resubmit that contact form with your full name address um the uh, proper email address you want to use for that subscription then uh, i think we're good to go dude yeah. awesome wow a lot of entries uh,
1: a lot of entries i'm sorry reef Sea forever <laughs>
0: <laughs> no receive receive oh, well. <laughs> forever won the uh, coral magazine su- subscription
1: reef reef the sea forever day yes oh I, he's, I, he's saying he missed it did he uh he,
0: said he
1: was listening to his wife
0: oh i thought he said he i thought he said thank you um
1: oh, i don't
0: know oh i'm sorry i misread your uh your uh comment in the chat i apologize Reef re- the uh, hey, sea forever
1: <laughs> better luck next. <laughs> yeah time.
0: better luck next time all right. Well, listen, folks, thank you very much for uh, for tuning in tonight. And thank you, uh, Matt. This was uh, this was, like I mentioned, a lot of fun to uh, to it chat was. and, and uh, to have you on the live stream. I also want to thank both Folk Reef Supply and Ecotech Marine for sponsoring the live stream and supporting the show. I also want to thank all you folks out there for tuning in and watching and contributed via the uh, the chat. Also, a big thank you to Paul, who is the moderator of this live stream, as well as the president of the Boston Reefer Society. Please join and support your local reefing clubs. They are so important to this hobby. Um, finally, I want to let you know that all episodes of Wrap on the Reef Bum are available as podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon. My next Wrapping with Reef Bum live stream will be on Thursday. Next Thursday, April 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Tulio. Delaquia from ReefBright. So that should be another great show. <clears throat> the full upcoming schedule of guests can be found on ReefBum.com under the YouTube section. Until next time, be safe and be well. Later.